I'd love to be rooted here. Yeah. But in the same time, like, it's out of my control, so why worry about it? One song turned me in the country. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. Trace Atkins, Honky Tonk Badonka. <laughs> in life and the job, like, sometimes you're gonna get a little poop on you, you know? It's, it is what it is. Welcome into the lounge. I am Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. And we have the pleasure of being joined today by one of our favorite guys in the locker room, Brandon Williams. Before we get to Brandon, though, keep sending in those reviews, ratings. We're almost to 100. I don't think we've topped it yet, right, Garrett? We haven't yet, but it's by the time this podcast goes live, my hope is that we have. By the, I'm going to get all my friends, all that. It's time to get on the friend bandwagon just to push us over the hump once again. Can I just read this email real quick? This sure. one actually just came in. It's from Steve. It's a picture of Steve with a picture of him holding a case of pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, nice. and it says, any chance you guys won't reconsider the policy of fan guests? <laughs> <laughs> have them in. Bring them in. Steve knows the way to our heart. That is awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. And like we said last week, we haven't gotten any yet, but please do record your questions or comments or whatever you want. Record it on just your audio device and email it to us here at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. So, Garrett, let's just jump right into it. We are happy to be joined by Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Big B. Is it okay if we call you Big B, or is that only the players can call you? I think you that's that? only a player thing. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we'll get away with calling him Big no. Baby. You don't want to call a football player a baby I mean, in any sense of the word. I mean, it's all good, but, I mean, it's just more of a... I, I got it. Who, who called me that? Spears and Chris Candy started calling me that. Uh-huh. And then just... I mean, that's my, the thing is, like, Big Baby is, like, I've been called Big Baby since I've been little. Uh, so, like, were it's, you a like, Big Baby? You had to have been a no, huge No, actually, I, I was, like, a normal, I think, well, eight pounds, like, eight oh, pounds, Yeah, that's, seven, like, eight, seven, that's normal that or even below, like normal, maybe. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I'm no near what my kids are today was, so. Seriously, didn't your, your kid's, like, 11, what yeah, was he? He was a, uh, projected to be, like, 11, 3, but he came out, like, 10, 3. Dang, that's still a big baby. I remember when you tweeted that, I was nine, like, dang. Yeah, my first one was 9-1. Dang. So they're both like 22 inches long. So, yeah. <laughs> These are going to be future football huge. players. Yeah. When did huge. you get big? Was it, were you a big kid growing yeah, up? Yeah, I've always been a big kid. And then I started playing football and found a weight room. Okay. So that's kind of, I mean, it's just kind of, I guess, exploded it a little bit. You know? <laughs> but, you know I mean, I've always been big. I've always had kind of like the structure, but just never the actual equipment to do it. Okay. So so you're a pretty strong dude. Would you say that, well, usually we're on the lounge couch. This question (laughs) was intended for us being on the couch. Could you pick up a couch with Garrett and I both sitting on it at the same time, like get it above your head? Like, could that happen? Uh, Depends on how much it weighs. I mean, I used to be able to press over my head over like 400 pounds, so. Well, what are you? You're about, what, 350, Garrett? I mean, if it was like even on the bar, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but, couch might be awkward. You'd be able yeah. to do it the weight-wise, but when yeah. you start having yeah. to balance it, that's where it gets really uh, tricky. So you've got Yonda, Steve Smith, and Terrell Suggs. You're going to wrestle one of them. I won't say fight. You're going to wrestle one of them. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? Mm. I would say, well, me and Sizz always wrestle. Like, it's kind of like just <laughs> not, like, not like wrestle, wrestle on the ground, but like lock up and like mess around. I wouldn't pick Yonda just because, you know, because... I feel like if you're gonna go against somebody, might as well go against like one of the toughest guys on the team. So, right. 
Might as well. You want to yeah. go toe to toe with you and Yanda? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you and Yanda go to toe to toe on the practice field all the time, right? Don't you always wrestle camp, with Yanda? In training camp. So, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I like wrestle, but like just right. like push and stuff. Like, but it's Yanda at the same time. So it's like there's a respect factor. So on the field, like I'm not going like a full speed like I would go at like Alex Lewis or Herschel right. or something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in a wrestling match, we want to throw the respect thing out the window. No oh, respect yeah. factor. No <laughs> respect out the window. Dirty. No holes. Yeah. There's biting. You it's can involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's going down. <laughs> yeah. So, is it fair? To, you're probably the strongest guy on the team. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Who would who do challenges you the most for that title? I would say probably now. I mean, if I were to think about it, I would say Pierce. Really? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Guy. I mean, he's short, stocky, little bowling ball. He's got you know big legs and all that stuff. You know, he's kind of squatty. So, I think you know he could. I think I don't think he could beat me, but he's close. <laughs> he's close. He's Young Buck, Young yeah. Buck. You know, he's got a ways to go. But. Yeah, he's got ways to go, but I mean, you know. <laughs> could you ever do one of those strongman competitions? Because I feel like I could see you as one of those guys that like pulls the, you know, the eighteen yeah, wheel or something like there. Back when he did that, to... that commercial where he was wearing the flannel and being like the trucker guy, yeah, that man. would have been perfect. I used to actually watch those as growing up as a kid, and I was like, man, I want to do that. <laughs> like, I, that'd be cool to do that. And I've, always, I've said this before. I'm like, man, dude, that's football, you know, depending on how my body feels and all that stuff, obviously. But why not? You know, why not do like a, a, a strongman competition or a local just to see, you know, just to have fun. All right. See what you say. Have you ever thrown like one of those huge like treat like logs? You know, like that's no, what they do I with those. Yeah, yeah. Like the one like the Scotland kind of game right. kind of things like that. No, I haven't. But the one of the gyms I work out at over uh, like the break and over like summer off season stuff uh, actually has a room. It has the Atlas stones and all that stuff, so they actually like have like a little setup like for a strongman. Oh, so you're kind of into some of the weird training stuff, not just like weight room, like like oh, some of that yeah, weird no. stuff. No, you, you're not into that. My job is moving. Like that's my job. Yeah. I, I move. So what's better than for me to actual move like sleds and or like grab flip tires and all that stuff. Right, so right, right. I mean, I'm not stationary when I when I work out. Right. Um, so. so before you were wrestling uh, football players, you were wrestling porta potties. Yes. And oh, yeah. so we got to talk a little bit about this. Uh, you, I understand, first had a job hauling beer. Yeah. For Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you quit that job yep. to work for contractors' equipment, mm-hmm. kind of delivering and cleaning porta potties. Yep. Why would Best you ever, ever made quit? In my life. Why <laughs> would you ever quit? As a college kid, you're delivering beer. It doesn't get better than that. But the thing is, I, I had a bunch of jobs. Like, sorry, so, I mean, not really a bunch, but, I mean, I had the w- Will and Beer, and that was cool, you know, I'm a, you know, especially when I turned 21 and I got, you know, get free beer on the weekends and stuff right. like that. Um, but going from it being scorching hot, 98 degrees, 100 and something degrees, and going to a cold freezer, like, back and mm. forth, like, about to catch money in there. And, like, <laughs> I've never, like, the worst were, like, we had to do, like, the 30-pack Keystones, but it was horrible. But at the same time, like, on the weekends when I was done at night, I, I was a bouncer. So uh, I was already like in that scene anyway. So, I mean, the extra beer or whatever. You can still provide right, some free beer. Yeah. As, as a bouncer, if you want yeah. to get the free beer from your buddy. Yeah, exactly. I can just go and have a buddy buy it for me and I just like, whatever. Right, so, right. yeah. Did you ever have to, how many people did you throw out of the club? Like, I'm not messing with uh, anybody when you're few. the bouncer. Yeah, a few. I mean, but the thing is, like, it's, it's rarely the big dudes that kind of mess with you. It's the it's people small, like us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you, a small cat with the you know the attitude and got the little liquid courage in them, thinking they can you know push and shove around, you know. And I'm like, you know, just one of those things. Is like the thing is, I I, w- I wouldn't say I was like the toughest one. I mean, definitely I'm like a tough guy, but 
we had this little guy, like Steve Smith size, uh-huh. who would like knock you out in a heartbeat. <laughs> like he was, he was the one you had to, he was the one you had to worry about. Like it was the craziest thing. I've seen him literally knock two people out in the same motion. Oh, that's yeah, like a had, street fighter move. Yeah, or like something. we had like a like serious like we had like a block. Uh, wasn't a block party. It was a you know we were at the bar. You know mm-hmm. I was bouncing and all stuff. We was closing time, trying to push people out. Cat, like guys are still trying. Oh, let me get my drink. Let me get the last right. one. And the guy was like, "No, nah, get out." So we finally get everybody out. And he's like, hey, man, go, yeah, go, yeah, get out. You know, you got to leave the premises. You got to leave the parking lot. Let's go. Come on, get out. This dude is like, no, I'm not going. I got to wait. I'm doing this. I'm like, dude, no, you got to get out. <laughs> Trust so, me, bro. So a uh, little guy, his name was uh, Jason. The little guy comes out. He, he's like, man, you got to go. Dude, the, the guy uh, swung on him. Jason, like, he moved back and missed him and, like, kind of tipped his, like, ticked his hat a little bit. He had a hat on. And then, like, from the same motion, he went back and just, Boom, his buddy came up, and then the left hand, boom, just like, and they're both asleep. <laughs> like, ambulance had to come, and like, literally, ambulance had to come, and the dude finally woke up, and he's like, dude, what happened? And then I guess, like, one of his other buddies was like, dude, you got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> that little dude. You got knocked out. <laughs> he probably looked at you, and he's like, he did it. You're like, nope, nope. it was a little guy no. right here. <laughs> I mean, the worst, I think the worst thing I've done, I threw a guy through a taxi window. Ooh. Ooh, we gotta hear this story. That's about Seriously. it. I mean, just one of those things. Like, I think it was maybe the same night. We were just like <laughs> guys, like trying to get out, and the guys trying to get back in or do whatever. I'm like, dude, stop. So I'm like, I kind of like hem him up, and then like, you know how you like push a guy against the wall, and just like chill out. Right. I guess there was just a taxi there, and just boom, and he just went through the taxi window. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to hear something else that like unexpectedly happened because you're stronger than you even realize. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, I don't know, you you're go to like, open a carton of milk and it just goes... <laughs> you're thinking of, like, the old Superman the, commercial. The potato right? chip yeah. bag and just, like, <laughs> exactly. just try to pull dainty and just rips all the way open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. What's, what's something that happens all the time like that or one story that you can remember where you're oh. like, oh, dang it. I think it's just, like, messing around with even guys on the team or buddies, and I'm just, like, they're, like, tapping, playing, just ha-ha-ha, like, pushing a little, just, like, and then I come around, like, ha-ha, boom. Like, they fly over, like, dude, whoa, you just can't be coming around and hitting people like that. I'm like, I barely touched you. He's like, nah, nah, your touch is a different touch than uh, Angel Levine does that all the time. I come up and be like, what's up, Anthony, boom, and he's like, ah, man, dude, don't be hitting me like that. So it, it'd be, it, it's fun. So it'd be one of those things, like, you really don't know your strength until, you know, I guess someone tells you. Right. It's one of those things with me, it's like, like, you know, like real, like, I'm talking about like just like no, like a real brawl. Like, it's one of those things that I've never been like what, a real brawl, other than like bouncing, but right. like to get in like a real brawl with somebody and to me to just like unleash and go crazy, like I'm scared, like, because of what people tell me when I'm barely even touching. Like, what if I just like haul off and just like literally like punch you in the face and like what's gonna happen? Would you you ever, might kill somebody. I could. Would you ever do that scary stuff? Cause of that. Literally, actually, I was. I was about to. You were? I was about to. If football didn't work out, I had a gym ready to go. Okay. I did. So I was just one of those things that was like, you know what? If football don't work out, then I can just, you know, do MMA. I'm a decent wrestler, I think. Yeah, you know, I wrestled a little bit in like middle school and whatever. And but I was like, let me just football worked out, so we never know. <laughs> Post career. Yeah. Post career moves. Strongman contest and MMA. Seriously, you're gonna be busy. So we got on the jobs. You know, the college job. The other mm-hmm. college job Brian brought up is the porta potty. Porta potties, yeah. Right. So we got some good bouncing stories. You got to tell us a good story about hauling around these porta potties. Oh man. Oh. This I remember. Uh, we I had uh, like a camera crew follow me around one day, and 
we were at this place called D-Day, which is like a huge, like, world, like, it's like a paintball tournament. And literally, they got the tank set up and all that stuff. But we had the porta parties, like 40 porta parties out there. You had to go back and clean them all and all that stuff and refill them. So, got a cam crew with me, and people throw you have no idea what in these porta potties. <laughs> like, you suck up some stuff and it gets clogged, and then you have to, like, literally like, go in there, reverse it, and have it blow back out. Oh. And so, like, you're trying to not get. So, yeah. <laughs> It was one of those times where the blowout kind of didn't get contained by the door that I was behind, and you kind of like get stuff on you and all that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> and then I remember in the I wiped down and all that stuff, you know, hand sanitizer and soap or whatever. And I looked in the camera. I was like, man, sometimes you gotta get a little poop on you. <laughs> like, and then like it came became like something because like in life, like in life and the job, like sometimes you gonna get a little poop on you. You know, it's, it is what it is. So. I think that was like the worst times, and like usually I treat treat the porta potties like offensive linemen. You know, sometimes like when you put them on the trailer, like you get in the stance and just like put them set up where, where, where it's leaning like pretty nice, and you just say hat boom and just throw them over. So it was pretty fun. Also, I did like some ninja stuff. It was just like if it was like sometimes you gotta go to the yard and like straighten up the porta potties, clean them out if they've been sitting so long, and like dust them off and all that stuff. So I'll be running around like doing running jump kicks in the porta potties, just like the <laughs> and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was fun. It was a good time. And then like, one of my football buddies got on with me. So it was me and him in the summer. And then we, after that, we bounced at the same club, too. So it was, like, it was a great time. We right. were getting paid. I thought I was, like, richest man ever. Right. Weren't you great. making twelve fifty an hour when you Yeah, quit? I was, like, wearing, like making, like, twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> and then I'd bounce and make another 10 bucks an hour. So, yeah. Plus the free beer. Plus the beer. Plus the free. So, Plus the free poop. My <laughs> <laughs> Oh, construction sites were the worst. Oh, how, how did, but uh, I, I think it's crazy that like you quit that job getting poop on you eight what was it, eight months before you were drafted. So like mm -hmm. you had that job up until basically you were playing in the NFL. Yeah. What did it feel like to quit that job and be like, all right, you know what? Now I'm an NFL football player. That's why I'm gonna quit my twelve fifty a dollar job. It was I mean it was nice, I guess. I mean it it was great. It was a great feeling because it was one of those things, it humbled me a lot, you know, just to be like, this is why I never want to go back to. I mean, I miss, but don't worry, but like, the weird thing is I kind of miss it. It was, it was, it was fun, like, like, but it's like, I've done like one of the dirtiest jobs and get, having a chance to come to like this high profile job, you know, makes you look at this job and never want to look back. Right. You know, I'm gonna take this and roll with it to as far as I possibly can because I never want to go back and doing that, Right. you know? And I don't want my kids to go up and do that. Right. And I mean, you came, you come from really humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. I mean, your mom worked her tail off as well. Yeah. To kind of support you and two siblings you had. Yeah, me and my older brother. Right. And so can you talk a little bit about the day that she packed everything up in the Bonneville and you guys became officially homeless? How much did that um, shape you? My mom is my biggest hero, for sure, because as much as she worked her butt off, she always had a smile on her face, and you never knew things were going wrong. Like, even though you, like, you'd be like, well, why we gotta do this? Why are we eating, you know, dinner by candlelight? You know, and she'd just be like, oh, you were just camping. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, stuff like that. Like, she'd just, like, make it to where you can still be a kid and not have to worry about the real life of the, her adult problems. And she always had a smile on her face, which, and I take it to account every day when I wake up, is like, I'm just like, you know, even if things are going bad, don't let them take your smile away because, I mean, you're going to get through it. It's going to be okay, right. you know. So 
And then that saying like it was that day, we uh, I actually came home from either it was a game or a football practice, and I just saw a U-Haul truck in front of the house, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, we gotta go. And I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, she just said we gotta go. And I was like, all right, cool, we gotta go. And it got to the point where you know we weren't like technically homeless, homeless, but like a home of our own. You know, right. like having our own place. Like we stayed at my grandparents' house. You know. We stayed at you know cousin's house and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but other than that, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, I was just, I was still being a kid. I was playing sports. I was in football. Then I did basketball. Then after that, I was track and field. So, I mean, we did that for a while, moving around, and you know, it it just kind of made me work even harder to know, like, to see what's going on. Like, I mean, I'm a kid, but at the same time, I'm not stupid. You know, mm-hmm. to see what's going on and be like, you know what? One day my mom's never gonna have to work again. One day my mom, you know, will never be in this position. We'll, I'll never have my kids, you know, wonder, you know, wh- why isn't anything in the fri- refrigerator or when, where's the next meal coming from? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. My mom worked her butt off, and you know, you know, sometimes you just gotta work your butt off to have a roof over your head. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes you have to give, you know, give and take a little bit. You know, all right, well, we don't have lights this week, but we have a roof over our head, or you know, go to your buddy's house to eat, but you know, we still have, you know, cable or roof, or roof right. over your head, you know, stuff like right. that. Like, you kind of have to be like, all right, what's better, you know, you know, this or that. Right. So, I, mean, I remember talking to your mom, too, and she was like, the worst part of the situation then was that Brandon was hitting a growth spurt right <laughs> when money was tightest. So, he yeah. was eating us out of house and home. That's yeah. why she I sent mean, you over to your friend's house yeah, sometimes I mean, and be like, go eat their food. The thing is, my friends were so cool because some of them were in, like, a similar situation as me, but they just had a little bit more, right. so... You know, when we finally got our place, you know, we got a, finally got an apartment out to where my school district was, I'd still sometimes go over to my buddy's house and have dinner there or eat lunch over there. But right. sometimes I was always with them anyway, so it was just like a, <laughs> right. a, you know, continuing thing. It always just happened. So, I mean, but that definitely brought me up to, you know, just to be humble, you know, like knowing where I came from and knowing what I'm doing right now and having the luxury of never having my kids to do that. And also still working towards my mom never working again. It, it's you strike me as someone who genuinely, kind of the point you're talking about. You genuinely love being an NFL player. I still remember the day that you were first year. I think you showed up in a shirt and tie, and you were excited to be here. And I don't think the smile on your face has left since you've been here. I mean, is that something that you, because of those, because of that upbringing and the experiences that you've had, you are someone that wants to just cherish mm-hmm. kind of every day that you have in this league? I mean, definitely. Why not? Because this is. You know this. I love doing this. I mean, I mean, not many people can play a game. You know, for work all day. I show up and cut off t-shirts and shorts if I want to. You know, like yeah, I never saw you back in that shirt and tie again. You know, <laughs> on, on Saturdays or on Sundays. You know, right. you know, it's still on there. Um, but I mean, coming coming in, you know, to just win a Super Bowl. You know, coming into an organization like this. I mean. I'm dressed up to the nines because one, I want a spot on the team. You know, I'm trying to look my best, let them know I mean business as much as they do. You know, um, and then I'm walking in, I feel kind of overdressed because everyone's in sweatpants <laughs> and t-shirts and stuff. I'm just walking around, I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'm rocking this. You know, know yeah. I'm just gonna rock this you know, because I mean, it made you stand out and like people notice that. And you guys are still talking about it today, and you know, it's just kind of who I am. I mean, I'm gonna dress and do what I need to do to get where I want to be and 
So far, so good. Fake it till you make it, baby. That's the motto that we I live by. I fake nothing. <laughs> nothing was fake. It was all earned, for sure. For so, sure. So where'd you where'd you learn how to sing? Was that from your mom also? Um, my mom always likes to uh, joke around, like, "Yeah, man, as soon as I had kids, my voice just went out the window. Y'all took it." <laughs> and my brother can sing also, and you know, she she tries a little bit every now and again. I'm just looking at her, and I'm like, mm. but um. <laughs> I, We're not I, doing any duets. Yeah, yeah like, no, Mom, this, this, this isn't Destiny's Child. I'm strictly Beyonce. We, I'm, I got this, you know? <laughs> but uh, it, it was, uh, I was grew up in church, in church choir. So right. that's kind of where I guess I learned and honed into my singing and never been coached or te- taught wow. or nothing like that. Just could sing one day and there you go. I like that now, now at any time it's like OJ's birthday oh, yeah. or just celebrating somebody's birthday. So it's, Brand- where's Brandon? Where's Brandon? Come on up Brandon. to the front. Let's go. <laughs> like, you Whoa, think with Tucker, all, too. I'm not, like, exactly. I'm like, Tucker could sing, too. <laughs> I mean, I can sing better than Tucker anyway, I mean, oh, but whatever. Oh, you know. snap. Here we go. We got, a, we got a wrestling match from you and Yanda, and we got a sing-off between... We've done a sing-off. In team meetings? Not in team meetings, oh. no. But um, What's the story I, mean, I can't do opera or nothing like that. I mean, I can right. probably try and maybe get it. But, I mean, just like regularly, like just singing a song on the radio, yeah, I think I, think I, I got it. For More sure. power in that voice. Yeah, I think he had a uh, the radio show we did, and we kind of sang on the radio show a little bit, and <laughs> yeah, blew, blew out the water. Nice. Well, if you're singing one song in karaoke, what song are you picking? Um, I would say... I mean, is it R&B or country or just like any, any song? Any, any song? The whole catalog is yours. You can oh, pick from man. That's difficult because I like a lot of songs. But I would say Rascal Flatts' Broken Road. Very oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. You're a country, country fan. Yeah, I like country. I mean, I like, I like R&B. I mean, I grew up R&B. I didn't, I didn't even, I hated country growing up. Huh. I mean, I just didn't like get it. Right. But the weird thing, like, it's funny because the weird <laughs> One song turned me in the country. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. Trace Atkins, Honky Tonk Badonkana. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, a female friend showed, showed it to me in high school, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, replayed it over and over. I'm like, I love it. I love it. I'm sold. I'm sold. Now, I guess that's when it started, like, the new age started coming in, the Rascal right. Flats. I started listening to Rascal Flats a lot. Oh man, like it was it was nice so. All right, so we should probably talk some football. Do we Uh-oh. have to? Eventually. Yeah, <laughs> Eventually. Football. And at, at, we're going to get the story time, which I want to hear the story of your first career sack on a certain guy you might see this Sunday, Ben Rossberger. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I, I got to rile up Garrett a little bit here. Did you know that Brandon was uh there's interest between he and Ohio State? I didn't know this cuz I'm I'm, I'm big Columbus. Ohio State guy apparently. Really? Yeah, well, so not apparently. I didn't know this until I saw this on the sheet here. What is the story? Did they have they had interest in you, recruiting interest from what I understand? Not Ohio State. Not oh, Ohio State. Who was it? Ohio University. Ohio. That's right. Oh, okay. oh you better. better. You better. better. That's his alma mater. That's his alma mater. Here we go. Okay, so what's yeah. here? Frank Solich is coach there. Did he come talk mm-hmm. to you? No, uh, uh, Coach Leitner. Okay. Um, he was an offensive, court, uh, offensive coach, offensive line coach. He wanted me for offensive guard. Um, huh. I was at prep school at the time, and at the prep school, I could play both because growing up, you know, when I first started playing football, I was playing both sides of the ball. But they needed an offensive guard, and I was the best one that they had, so I was playing guard the entire time I was at the prep school. <laughs> so Coach Lander came, worked me out, and offered me a scholarship. And I was like, thank you, but I'd rather play defense. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, I was like, I was like man, I, 
I, I could play it. Yeah, I, I always mess with Juan and be like, I'm the best guard you've never had. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do you? But, why are they putting Pearson on goal line packages? You gotta you be know, in on that package. <laughs> I had a package in uh, college. Dude, it, 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 call it Big Cat, and I just be go as a guard and like pull and then just blow it up and we get a touchdown. So yeah. We gotta take we, a second. We gotta talk to Marty. Yeah, we gotta take a upstairs. But that's both, a great yeah. idea. Ohio would have actually yeah. been a halfway decent football program if Brandon had gone. Yeah, what's up with that? Can you there's, imagine? There's plenty of bars there for you to bounce at. You <laughs> I know. And that was one of the other reasons. It was like one of the top party schools, too. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll make it. Like, because, like, I got a rookie coming, like, or a freshman coming in at one of the top party schools. I mean, I hear it's beautiful. I hear, like, having a good time and all that stuff. I'm just like, I need to focus, I think, a little bit more. <laughs> Then like it's kind of like one of those decisions. Like first of all, I don't want to play offensive line, and right. I want I need to focus. Like I need to actually get <laughs> you know somewhere where there's not a lot to do, but right. I can still have fun. You know. I don't know anything about the party school. I was yeah, spending uh, all my time in the library, focused yeah, on my studies. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet you were. Yeah. That's all I was doing. So what what led to Missouri Southern State? You are you the only player from there in the NFL? Mm-mm. No. Alan Barber, um, from the from Philly. Nice. He's an offensive uh, guard. Uh, Rod Smith, James Thrash went there. James Thrash went there. Yeah. Nice. Um, I used to like James. That was a James so yeah, Thrash guy. Yeah, we got a few. We got yeah. a few guys. So what led you to go there? Um, man, that's a story in itself. Uh, I got, you know, D2, after I figured I didn't want to go, you know, to Ohio University, then, like, pretty much the offers I got were, like, D2, D1, AA. Right. Um, but I was just one of those things. It's like you know what? Like I want to kind of be close to home. I want my mom still coming to my games, kind right. of thing. So <laughs> I was looking at you know Missouri Western, Northwest, Central Missouri, all the other teams, all that stuff. And I started to just you know start those trips. You know, started you know going on those trips and visits. And I was staying with my grandpa at the time, or had my clothes at my grandpa's house. You know, coming from prep from prep school. And my grandpa was like, "Hey, take your stuff, man." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause if you like it, you ain't coming back here." Huh. Like I said, I don't want you to come. I don't want. I don't want to see you back here. I want you to go off and be in college. You know. So I'm like, all right, but I'll see you tomorrow, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so my first trip visit was to Missouri Southern, and wow. I went out there, had my stuff. You know, and I, like the biggest thing is they weren't the best team in the, the division of the conference or whatever. But I looked at their schedules. And I see how much they lost by and all that stuff, like three points, seven points, stuff like that. Real close games. I'm like, and then I get Northwestern Missouri, who goes to the championship in the playoffs every year. And you got Central, who's also up there, too. And they got great. I'm like, first, I'm like, why would I go here? And I'm looking at the thing. I was like, I started thinking in my head. I'm like, what if, like. I could have been that guy to stop, like make that sack, and we right. won that game. Or what if I was that guy who blocked that field goal and we won that game? Like, and I started thinking, I'm like, I think anybody can go to a good team and just still be good. Right. But it takes a different kind of player to go to a, you know, to go to an average team and make them better, you know, right. or a below average team and make them better, you know. So, I went there, met the coach, and the coach is the really reason I went there. Coach Day, Daryl Day. Um, Talked to him on the phone. He's like, "Man, I can't wait. To come, can't wait for you to come down here. I got a little, um, 
Louisiana accent. Hey man, can't wait for you. You know, come on down here, man. I ain't gonna take a shower till you get down here. You know, stuff like. I'm like, oh, coach, make sure you take a shower before I get there. I'm like, don't. <laughs> but it's like, I've never heard I start, that recruiting tactic. Then, then I start, you know, actually talking to him, and he started talking to me, and we clicked. And I can tell that he was genuine about his players. Right. And well, genuine. you don't take showers either, so it's perfect. I take I take a shower. <laughs> what are you talking about no. I, <laughs> yeah, Old Spice. I got that swagger, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, man. He uh, he. We we connected, and I could tell he really cared about his players, and he really you know knew what he was talking about. And right. he's like, man, dude, I'm telling you, like, it. I could, you could do great things here, and I could you know take you to the league. And I'm right. like, all right, cool. I was like, and that was on a Friday or Saturday, and I was like. Talked to you know the guy who came and recruited me, Nick Williams, and he was like, "Dude, man, dude, like we love you up here, man. We got facilities, this, that, and the other." And I'm like, "Yeah, you got some good, like you got a good facility. I mean, like it's not like the weight room we have here at the Ravens right. or nothing, but it was, it was nice. A, a workout yeah. where you can get work in. Like it, right. you don't need all the new bells and whistles to get a good workout." And I'm like, "All right, well, it's cool, you know." And I told him I was like, "All right, I'm here." Nice. And he was like. All right, well, we're going to take you home. I was like, no, I'm here. So <laughs> I was was there on Friday, Saturday, started school that Monday. That's incredible. So you really didn't go back and get your, you know, when I they didn't go back. take your bags. I was called back. I was like, hey, I'll, um, I'll be here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is so what, sick. When did it become clear to you that you were going to make it to the NFL? Was it until later, senior year, junior year? Or? Yeah, I would say uh, junior year. Um, after my second All-American, um, I was started getting people coming in, seeing me, just start, you know, seeing people here, seeing people here, having coach call me from class and like, hey, um, come talk to this team, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this this could be a possibility, okay. you know. Right. And then you start seeing, you know, you know, see the stuff online, and you got people in your ear like, oh man, he's going through, like, so I'm like, all right, whatever, because we had some recruits here before. Oh, that's the story I want to tell you. I was a rookie, not a rookie, a freshman, and we had two guys getting tri- doing tryouts. And a guy from the St. Louis Rams, um, it was the St. Louis, yeah, it was St. No, St. Louis Rams and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They were there to kind of try out one of our quarterbacks and middle linebackers. And then the coach like brought me over to the side and was like, "Hey, I want you to meet these people." I was like, "How you doing, Brandon Williams? Nice to meet you." He was like, and the "Coach was like, hey." Um, You'll be seeing this guy later. <laughs> That's cool. And it's crazy. One of the visits I went on was the Panthers. Oh wow! Like, yeah, one of the before you know we come here, but it was cool. So that's um, really cool. Kind of, kind of hot. Came full circle. Right, right, it was right. Cool. So, um, but like, yeah, um, it was a, uh, it, it was a crazy time. Um, just being here from coming to that point, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember talking to Coach Day, and he said, and I quote that Brandon is, when you were there, a young, big butterball. And I think what he's saying, what he's referencing is your personality. Like, you're like the nicest guy, always with a smile. Mm -hmm. How do you flip that switch on game day to play, like, the most aggressive position on the field? It took a while. It it really did. I mean, because of my, just being my size and how other people kind of just, I'm bigger than everybody, so I really didn't have to, like, there's really no switch to turn, so I can just, like, boom, all right, whatever, boom, right here, you know, kind of thing, and 
I guess, you know, he kind of looked at me. He's like, he's, he looked at me. He's like, yeah, good game. But, like, once you get pissed off, like, once you, like, you, he'll see me, like, sometimes I like, just get pissed off. And then it's just like, I'll start wrecking stuff. He's like, dude, when you get pissed off, like, you know how great you can be. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm making plays all the time. I had, like, three sacks of this, you know. And he's like, dude, like, you don't understand. Like, that's cool. But, like, once you, like, buckle down and focus up here, you can, like, move mountains. Like, you, like, pretty much move mountains. Right. You know, and I'm just like... All right, whatever, you know. <laughs> but then, like, I started thinking, and I don't—I don't think, not until, I would say. I mean, based, I'm, I'm talking about like God-given talent to where, like, I wouldn't say until I probably like, I would say my junior year, when it actually finally started, to click, and when I'm actually starting to like, visualize and like get to the point where I'm actually coaching the defensive line, like, mm-hmm. I knew, like, every position on, like, where it was, like, this is what we need, this is what we got to do, this is blah, 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 blah. And right. I'm, like, and I started actually, like, going out there and just playing, just, like, playing, like, giving it everything I had and, like, focusing, like, to, because, I mean, we weren't the best team. Like, some seasons we were right. three and seven, we were four and five. Like, right. we didn't have a winning season to my senior year, right. you know? So, um, but it was just one of those times it's just, like, you kind of just buckle down, maturing, a bunch of maturing had to happen. Yeah. And then that's when I finally got it. How do you get pissed off now before you take the field? How do you piss yourself off? I don't, it's not, it's not like getting pissed off. Okay. It's just getting, I guess, in a zone. And sometimes I'm listening to my headphones, I'm listening to some pump up music. And so sometimes I'm just sitting there quietly, I think. And mostly when I'm sitting there quietly, which I usually do, I just start thinking of everything. You know what it took to get here. Mm-hmm. You know who I got. You know who I'm going home to after this. You know like my my, my boys. You know, mm-hmm. you know my fiance also, but you know my kids. You know just right. like who am I doing this for? And you know, just I'm start thinking. I'm like, what am I going out on the field to? You know create utter chaos. I, you know what am I doing? What am I doing it for? Who am I doing it for? And I start thinking about all that stuff in my head, and then he says, bring it up to pray, and I'm just boom, well, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that just clicks. That's cool. Kind of along those lines, I mean, when you talk about how much it took for you to get here, mm-hmm. you've put yourself in a situation now with the way that you've played over the course of your career here. You've set yourself up. You know, you've set yourself up in such a great position, obviously being in a contract year, that you're going to get a big payday. And the things that you're talking about, you know, your family, your mom, not having to work again, those things, you put yourself in position to accomplish that. What is that feeling knowing that you were carrying porter pies and throwing mm-hmm. guys out of bars and now you're going to be in a position where you can say, Mom, you know, you're never going to have to work again? Right. It, it, it feels great, but, I mean, I'm one of those kind of guys, I'm never at that point until I'm there. You know, like, I never get excited about anything prematurely until it happens. Right. I mean, you could tell me, like, tomorrow we're going to Disneyland. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> until I start seeing Disneyland as we pull up, I'm like, oh, like, it's about to happen, you know? Like, <laughs> well, then I'm jacked up. that would actually be your, really, your real you know? reaction to Disney World? <laughs> I feel like you get really pumped. <laughs> like, like. I would get like so jacked up for Disney World, but like only when I'm there. Like, like even even my fiance now, she's like she she'll tell me things. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe we're about to go to this place in April. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's gonna be cool. She's like, aren't you excited? I'm like, yeah, but I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, I got I got a bunch of other stuff to do before April comes or whatever, you know. 
So I'm not, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about right here, right now. And then once that comes, I'll be excited for that. Right. So you don't even, that's not even something that kind of enters your mind, really thinking like, oh, I'm going to get paid or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, until, I mean, you're not set up until you're set up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you, until it's in the bank account and I'm seeing a bunch <laughs> of zeros, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play as if I played except on the field for the first time as a rookie. Mm-hmm. What's the that's first thing you buy your mom? I'd say a house, house, car. It's a good start. Yeah. That's pretty nice. You <laughs> bought your mom a house, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cardboard box. I mean, your mom. I mean, dollhouse. Yeah, dollhouse. <laughs> but I, f- I feel like, I mean, I haven't, yeah, because you see some guys, I mean, those are like first round picks to yeah. do that stuff. Like, But, yeah. you know, like right now, like, I haven't, like, I fully, I mean, because you got to save, you know, like, I mean, NFL mm-hmm. not for long. And me, you know, coming from a small school, not knowing how, how things are going to play out. You know, there's people get traded or whatever, let go every day. So it's like one of those things is like, most people are like, all right, yeah, I'll get the money, boom, ship it out. And I'm like, I kind of got to, you know, make sure I'm set up first, right. you know, before I can start making sure everybody else is set The foundation up, has you know? to be there yeah, to help yeah, exactly. other people. Exactly. I have to build something in order to, you know, move people in or do all that stuff, you know. Right. Right. So, and it gets to the point where, like, where this is getting close to the point, but at the same time, I'm still like, I'm not there yet. Once I get there, then we can talk about that. But as of right now, I still have a job to do. I still have somewhere where I want to go. Can you, are can you, you nervous f- about that process at all or not? You know, just how things go? No, man, because out of my hands. I'm nervous about it because if he leaves, it's going to suck. <laughs> Seriously, like one of our favorite dudes in the locker room. I mean, the believe, nicest I, I, guys. I love Baltimore, yeah. and I'd love to stay here, and I'd love to be here. I mean, my family's here. I mean, I'd love to be rooted here. Yeah. But in the same time, like, it's out of my control, so why worry about it? Yep. I, I, I'm not, you know, I can't, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I want to stay here, so I'm going to stay here, I want to do this, that, and the other. It's whatever they want to do. So, yeah. I mean, if I'm not going to worry about something that I have no control over. Yeah. All right, well, before we let you go, uh, it's Steelers week. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to tell the story of your first career regular season sack. First career regular season sack. Good old Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh yeah, I remember Good it. Good old Big Ben. Um, man, like that that one was it was a it was a big time one because you know it was, it was my rookie year. I had turf toe, so like I still wasn't moving the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So and then just so happens he breaks out, you know, trying to do his backyard football thing. He breaks out, and I get off the block, and I come around, and he's right there, and I'm just grabbing. I'm just, like, holding as tight as I possibly can. <laughs> you know, I'm just pulling, and then, like, I finally get him down, and I get up, and then here comes Art Jones hitting me off him, trying to see if he got the sack or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I'm just, like, jumping up. I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. I'm just like, yeah, and just go back to the, like, the, the, go back to the huddle, because it's, it's, like, one of those things is, like, you know, growing up, you know, not until 2000, not, not until, you know, 96, there were the Ravens here. So, right. when, like, before it was just, like, the Cowboys, Steelers, and all, all, that, all that stuff. So, like, and then, like, you watching them on the field, you know, you see, know who they are. I mean, I grew up, I loved Jerome Bettis because mm-hmm. I was a fat kid who wanted to run the ball, but we never could. <laughs> you know, so, so it was one of those things. It's like, I sacked Ben Roethlisberger. You know, like right. I, I I watched him play. You know, I see him. You know, as I see you know the bus. You know, toting the thing, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling up the field. <laughs> so it's like, like, I think that I, that was the moment. Like it's, it's real. Like right. like the NFL, like, it's real. You know, like um, it wasn't like my aha moment. I'm in the NFL moment, but right. I'm like, man, like, like it happened. You know, like I got my first sack against one of the toughest guys to bring down. 
you know, yeah. first regular season sacks. And I'm like, wow, like, this is what it feels like. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, Steelers Week, I've always gotten them. Nice. Well, hopefully so, you can get them a couple yeah, more times I know, right? Exactly. Let's do that. On that note, coming off a huge game against the Jets, now going into the Steelers, going to get them some more. Thank you so much, Brandon yeah, Williams. Eat. Really appreciate All it. Right, appreciate thank it. you. All right, appreciate thanks, it. dude. So as Brandon walks out, uh, I just want to thank him again. And I think people really had a chance to get a sense for who he is. You know, we always talk about how he's one of the most fun-loving guys, and he's a great person and a great personality and all that. He... It was on display today. <laughs> For sure. He gets telling stories, man. He's, he's a good storyteller. I Really, too, he had to adjust the circumstances. We're not in the usual lounge Spot, today. Yeah, we had to adjust. The lounge is mobile Just today. Just to describe this to people, usually we're on a nice couch, you know, like I was saying to Brandon. Now we're on, like, stools, a little, like, swivel computer chair <laughs> in a glorified closet right now. Bra I, Brandon walked out and he goes, is that the mop bucket over there? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, can we get a sponsor on this? We need Jeez, to. Jeez Louise, we need to move on up in the world. But really fun interview. And, Garrett, can we just beat the Steelers? That would be very nice. I that think would there would be a lot of people listening to the podcast and in this building who would... Uh, very much appreciate it. Yes. We can go out and beat the Steelers. And uh, know what else we appreciate is emails and reviews on iTunes. So go ahead and write those reviews on iTunes. We're trying to cross the century mark, so we'll make one more push for that. And also, if you have questions or comments, uh, or if you want to send us pictures of beer and try to get on the podcast, that's one <laughs> way you can do it as well. The email is thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully we'll be back and won't be ranting after this Sunday's game. We'll be back with you on Monday or Tuesday. Thanks a lot. <laughs>